Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello again, everybody, and Happy New Year. This is the first time we've been in the studio. 2023. I actually wrote a check today, and I put 23 on it. You know, I had to think yeah. about it. It feels like a science fiction sort of number, you know? No kidding. Seriously, <laughs> that, that is that is truly true. Okay, so Christmas, have a nice Christmas. Wonderful. Good, yeah, yeah. How about you and your family? Yeah, we got home. We got to see family in Kansas and everything and yeah. barely got back across the... It was a kind of a treacherous snowstorm, so we barely... I mean, oh. it was kind of treacherous, actually, yeah. for, for a hunk of time. But anyway, we made it back and... Good time. We just had a great time here at church and Christmas Eve. I'm just so proud of our, our team and everybody. It takes a lot to put a Christmas on. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we had just uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the things we did was we focused on a ministry across the street ministry. Yeah. And raised, uh, just had, okay, whatever whatever's raised, you know, that night is, goes toward them. And we raised kind of our goal is 20000 We came within $100 or so of that. Praise so, the Lord. That's yeah, big. So that, isn't that neat to be That's able to I, see the community love about come church. together and yeah. just and to give like that? That's I don't know. It just feels good to be a part of that. Yeah. Your church has done a great job. That's why I, I've said it before. I love the motto, across the street and around the world. Yeah. And you guys really have lived that out. I've had the chance to experience that over and over again now yeah. that we're I live in Cheyenne. Yeah. I've seen that. And, and also, I think... Sometimes people don't realize just the work that goes into putting on something for Christmas. Oh, man. I was talking to a pastor on the other side of the state uh, just in the last week or so, and they were talking about how they do everything that's normal, a pastor normally does, only a whole lot more of it. Yeah. And that's what happens around Christmas. I remember being, uh, when I was in Thermopolis, uh, I felt like I didn't have Christmas for 13 years in a row because it's so busy. And about the time Christmas, you finally get to relax just a little bit and feel Christmas is December 26th. Oh, yeah. Right. And so I appreciate all the work that you guys have done. Okay. Well, all this talk about Christmas, I kind of feel like I need to say Happy Hanukkah. Oh, right. Yeah, because you kind of spent some time in Israel during... During Hanukkah, uh, right? Exactly. Is that right? So, tell so, us what you saw. Yeah, I mean, do they do any kind of decorating or any kind of something special for Hanukkah? It's beautiful, oh, uh, really. So, we were in the Christian quarter. So, first of all, this was a fourteen-day uh, trip, thirteen-day wow. trip. Unbelievable! It was intense. So, we had one of the world's eminent. Uh, uh, archaeologist with us, and then Dr. Bookman from Shepherd's Theological Seminary, yeah, who's done this for 40 years. Great guy. Wow. And he's, I think he's right around a little over 90 times. He has taken Gosh. a deep dive. We're talking seminarians there. Wow. So, and they warned us beforehand, you need to be ready to walk at least eight miles a day. No we're kidding. Because we're six to seven major archaeological sites, oh, wow. major sites, walking all over places. So this was a no-joke study trip. Okay, so, and I know it was with some of your your studies at That's the Shepherds, right? right? Yeah, it was you a three-credit Two busloads of people, That's is that right? right? I can't imagine even yeah. the logistics of all that. That's food and hotel, and that, there's a lot of logistics. We had a guy, uh, Dr. Clayton Schultz, from the West Institute in Laramie that also was part of yeah. the—he helped set it up. Okay. Uh, my respect for him has always been high, yeah. but I got to see him in action. Yeah. And 
part of it, when someone's pouring themselves into your life like that, mm. the only way to walk uh, to, to walk away is to say, I love that guy. Yeah. And I really, truly felt that with, with these folks who are pouring themselves into people yep. uh, and trying to show them this is how it matters. But coming back to your original statement, being there during both Christmas and Hanukkah oh, was yeah. fun. Yeah. So, so on the city walls, the old walls there, they, will, they use these laser light shows. And uh, they'll have the Hanukkah thing, and there's Hanukkah music going on, and then you get around just a little ways into the Christian quarter, and there's Christian, not American music either. Okay. It's like an Armenian sort of Christian thing going on, oh, okay. and uh, Christmas trees and light bulbs, and it was okay. just fun yeah, just on, on every level. So they have Christmas trees in the, in the Christian quarter in right, right. Jerusalem. Yeah, okay. It was great. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to get to some of your highlight, your yeah. top places that you've, you visited. But mm. before you get there, and maybe this is— asking but uh, answering both questions but i'd like to know just a little bit about the archaeological what's what is something new exciting that's that's happening mm. that caught your attention there well there's a couple of them there are so many of them honestly yeah uh, i had to write i had to take a test every night and, and all those different things so there's a whole bunch of them if i bog us down you just let me know yeah, okay it's like, <laughs> one of them there was an archaeological find just in the year 2021 okay uh that is a moses seat uh, that was found at the dig in Magdala, where okay. Mary Magdalene yep. was from, yep. Yep. just two miles away from Capernaum. Yep. So this is a new recent find there. Yeah. And so you look at it, it is a genuine, probably the first that they found that as a first century okay. synagogue. Wow. So you go to Capernaum, yeah. and that is a third century synagogue. So okay. it's a new synagogue that's built on top of the one Jesus would have spoken right, in. That, that, uh, right, because it's underneath there. You can right. kind of see that. Yep. And Bookman likes to say that you're in the same airspace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but when you go to Magdala, That's you're it. actually there. You're walking on the original. Right. See, we were there, I can't remember when the last time, it's been 2018 maybe, but that was just being discovered. The right. Magdala, the, the, the whole area where, um, Remember the the sea kind of receded because of mm -hmm. the so I guess it still has receded because yeah, it hasn't come yeah, back. It's a permanent place. Yeah. So uh -huh. I think the I think their water table has gone. And I mean, not the table, but the water levels have gone down because of the irrigation. Probably it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah it's so perfect you can to see dig all those there. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Uh, one of the things that they found there is a bunch of mikvah oat. Uh, so uh, you know what a mikvah is. Yeah. It's the old ceremonial cleansing Cle thing yep. you would walk in. Yep. Always had to have flowing water yep. and those kind of things, and so. Dr. Bookman used the opportunity to really talk to us about something that happened. So you don't have record of mikvahot in the Old Testament. Okay, This is an intertestamental thing that developed, oh. that came out of Babylon. And it's amazing. He said, look at God's timing here. Wow. Because the understanding of a mikvah and what it meant is that something... That was Babylonian. That was something... Right. After the destruction of the temple and talking about um, people being ceremonial, ceremonially yeah. cleansed. Well, let me, let me before you yeah. go on, let me explain it just kind of a ver visual. So what I remember is the mikvah around Jerusalem anyway, by the Southern Steps, mm -hmm. they pretty much were, I think the water was probably maybe waist high. Right. So they walked down on, on, on small, narrow steps of concrete or stone steps mm -hmm. into the water. They, they dip under and then they walk on different steps coming up out of the water. Right. I don't know if they're all that way, but that's the ones I've seen. Oh, they're right. all the same. Right. And so there was a bunch of those also down in uh, the Dead Sea area, the Qumran area. They, mm -hmm. Those guys did. Yeah. They did the... 
went under the water morning and night as a ceremonial cleansing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, did not realize it was Babylonian. Well, so it's, it's Jewish, but after the fall of the temple, isn't it began in that intertestamental period? Okay, gotcha. So it's not; it doesn't go back to you. Don't see it you don't spoken see the Old of, Testament. right? Gotcha. And but and yet God uses something that's developing. Yeah. And then has for ceremonial cleansing, if you will, but also a baptism of repentance yeah. with John the Baptist. Yeah. And so, w- w- when you look at this, where That's Jesus really identifies with, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So you have a couple centuries yeah. of of something that God planned well ahead yeah. of time, That's cool. so that when His Son arrives, it, it it was just one thing. We went to Chorazim. Okay. The yep. Bible doesn't record a lot of things about Chorazim. It right. just says, woe unto you, Chorazim. Yep. I think it's the only instance in the Scripture. Yep. And yet clearly spent, uh, the Lord spent a lot of time there because the Bible says that he had so many miracles, they were they were too many to number. Now, was this where uh, Peter and some of those guys were from? No, Chorazim. They were from Capernaum. Chorazim, though, is if you go, you know, you see the dead, uh, the the Sea of Galilee in right. your mind. If you go north, just a little bit up the Jordan yeah. River, I've got the right place. I just yeah. had the wrong. I thought that's where Peter was from. It's no, not. no. Okay, uh-uh. okay. I, um, but anyway, I know the area you're talking about. Right. But yeah. That's a relatively new. Dig there, Dig there and well. they're yeah. they're doing a lot of really great work there. And yeah. you can tell this is first century uh, time frame, yes. Because again, right. the black basaltic rock is what they're uncovering, yes, and not right. the later uh, marble and things like that right. that had to be imported. Yeah, and so it was glorious. But I tell you, um, yeah, those are those are some of the archaeological things. But the there highlight. are two things that popped. Okay, out. just a second. You got. I got to ask you. Yeah. So what did the what did the uh, the Moses seat look like. This is the the seat that the priest sits on. Is this? Did Jesus sit in the Moses seat when he read uh, Isaiah sixty one? Yes, I thought so. What is yeah. it? So what did it look like? Describe it to us. So it's it's kind of short. Has these stubby little legs on the bottom of it, but it was made out of stone. Yep. And then the top has been carefully carved. It's very beautiful. Okay. And um, it was made out of pure stone. Okay. And so when you sit there, it is very clearly a place. Chair looking? Yeah. Kind of chair? Or was it yeah. more like a, a bench, just a one or a stool? More a like very a stool. low stool okay. sort of thing. And then the back was maybe just come up to your Very your low, back, right. Low back. And, and just, then... and it's more ornamental than anything gotcha. else. Interesting. But yeah. And exactly. it's just, it was glorious. No, that's really cool. That's a cool find. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen. Yeah. Seen one. I mean, yeah. I've seen a, a re I mean, remake of a stone Moses seat, but right, yeah, yeah that's great. glorious. I'll tell you what. So, I'll just give you a brief recap of yes. day one. Then I'll tell you about the thing that hit me the okay, most. Okay, that's, that's what I'm here. Yeah. Day one, we started off in Tel Aviv. Okay. Down at the beach, we're looking over at Yafo, the port Yafo, which yeah, is sure. m- uh, ancient Joppa. Yeah. Jonah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. It's cool. You're in a place, uh, later on, you can see this is where Peter was yep. when uh, Peter received a vision. And uh, and then he takes off and heads up to our second stop, Capernaum. Yep. I'm sorry, not Capernaum, but Caesarea Maritima. Caesarea. Yep, Caesarea. And so we get there, and the whole time, Bookman's talking about all the details and, and what it meant. And we sit down there, and you realize this is the first place where the Gentiles, where you and I mm-hmm. received the, the gospel. The gospel. Right. right. And so... It's pivotal. Our, literally, our spiritual lives are tied in some way to that place right there. Yeah. God uh, gave the gospel to the Gentiles. Right. But the first place we sat down there was a the theater. Okay. And uh, uh, Bookman takes out a Bible and reads from the book of Acts about something that happened right there. So this is where Herod, I think it's Herod Agrippa, 
the Bible says, and Josephus' account is almost identical. Okay. Both of them say the same thing. Just about the time the sun is coming up, that the sun shone on these silver or gold robes that he's wearing. And the Bible says that he is stricken with worms and dies a yeah, few days right, later. Right, yeah. right. Well, he's looking at that. And, we're, and he said, look at where the sun is at this point. This is in the morning. I said, now look, it couldn't have been there. This is the king's area, the dais, where he would have sat if he was watching a program. The sun doesn't hit that. Mm. So, But if you look at where I'm standing right now, or look at where the stage is right now, Okay, um, the sun would have hit perfectly right there, and that sun, when it broke over the top right here, okay. it dazzled everyone, and they began to cry out, he's a god. Oh, wow. And he didn't deny it. Right. And he was immediately stricken with worms. Josephus backs that account up. Is that right? Now, that's an extra biblical source that who's so extremely would he have been reliable. center stage then? He would have been center stage. Center stage, yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. And you're thinking... I can oh see it. Gosh. I'm sitting in the place where someone saw that. Yeah. And and they wrote I've read about this my whole life and I'm and that the sun it happened came right up there. and just shined <laughs> on that spot. That's cool. We drove from there and there's so many stories there, but we drove from there to Mount Carmel. This is day yeah, one. Yeah. That's good. And we're within say two football fields of where Elijah had a showdown with the prophets yeah. of Baal. Yeah. We drove from there to uh, Megiddo, uh, where Armageddon rising below it, uh, above it, and uh, the Valley of Jezreel, where yep. there will be a great battle fought someday. Yep. From there, though, this was one that hit me really hard that first day, it's, although it's not the one that hit me the most. We drove down to an overlook that the Israeli antiquity authorities have put up on the edge of Mount Gilboa. Okay. It overlooks the southern edge, or the, I'm sorry, the eastern edge of the Jezreel Valley. Okay. And Bookman starts going chronologically and showing you things. It was cool. <laughs> like what, what battles happened? And yeah. That kind of thing. The yeah. first one he points out, okay. um, he said, and he talked about Deborah and Barak. Okay. Then he says, right below here is a spring, yeah. and it's called Gideon's Well. Okay. And he said... We're about 99% sure. No kidding. That's the one. It's the oh, only one that would have... I didn't have, know that. Yeah, it, that's the one. Oh my and gosh. he's pointing out all the different things, and he's giving, feeding you tons of data yeah. to back it up. Wow. And he said, now look right over there. And he, we're looking at the hill Tabor, it, right on the edge of it. He so said, are you talking across the valley now? Right, right. Okay. So the Jezreel Valley shaped like an arrowhead. Yep. And like the shaft, kind of crooked shaft of the arrowhead is the Herod Valley that okay. moves uh, from west to east. Okay. And so we're we're kind of at the beginning of the Herod Valley, looking into the Jezreel. So Nazareth is just right on that hilltop. Right, yes, exactly. I know exactly just where you're standing. Yep, yeah. I know you're exactly where you're standing. And, and uh, the hill there, he said, that's where the Midianites would have been encamped. Okay. And he's pointing out, he said later on, see, and he said, not that top city up there, but the smaller village just below it that later became known as Shunem. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Hmm. And he said, that's where they would have encamped. And he starts to play out the battle in front of you. Wow. I didn't know that. And he says, now here's the second thing. Uh, right where we're standing, somewhere very close, is where Saul and Jonathan and the Israeli army was lined up. And the later on, the Philistines were basically encamped in almost the same spot. Is that right? And this is where they died. Wow. And their bodies were taken. Okay, don't wait, wait, stop. Yeah. Okay, so do you think they, did he say they think they died on on Gilboa or on, on that side or on Yeah, the on Carmel? Mount Gilboa. Okay, on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And wow. yeah, the and, and he's reading the passages that back it up. And then their bodies were taken, you know, I think it's eight miles or something down the Herod Valley and nailed to the walls of Bet Sham. Yeah, yeah. And so you you can see wow. the proximity of everything. 
And uh, it was just extraordinary. So then he says, right here in front of us, and he's going through all these different details. Or uh, Here we go. Let me go backwards just a little bit. Um, he says, right behind us is where Omri and then his son Ahab would oh. have had their palace. Okay. We are probably standing very close to where, probably in Naboth's vineyard. Oh, wow. So so they think that, uh, now I've never connected these dots, if, mm-hmm. if this is what you're saying. So when when Elijah came and called down fire and he built this, that yeah. was basically within a stone's throw of his palace? No, no, that was on Mount Carmel. We're now on Mount Gilboa. Oh, I'm sorry. So okay, we're you about, guys moved. Okay, gotcha. Right, 20 gotcha, miles gotcha. down the, the uh, valley. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I gotcha. And, and so, yeah, we went from Carmel to Megiddo, which is partway down, and then we got all the way down to, to Gilboa. Go, Gilboa. Yeah. But he said, this is where roughly yeah. where Samaria, and, and he said, tell Samaria is right over there. Gotcha. And so we're standing in Naboth's vineyard. Yeah. And then while we're looking at all of this, he says, see that little town over there? Remember, we called it Shunem. That's where the Shunemites late, ladies' home would have been, just over there. Where, and she built a, a chamber for Elijah to stay in. Okay. He was the one that prayed, yes. and she had a baby. Eventually, the, the young man died, and yep. Elijah was able to uh, uh, bring him back yep. to life. Yep. Anyway, that's that whole all right there. One spot. Isn't that crazy? That's how now, compressed see, things are. Oh, in I know. And I, I've seen some of those kinds of things, but yeah. he really is putting a lot of layers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Early, middle, you know, even yeah. New Testament, it sounds like right. some things that. That took place, or for sure. And he's going through the biblical accounts. So when you are standing in a place, that's great. And you're reading the Bible, and you realize there's a lot of religions that can't do that. No, that's true. That's <laughs> this, exactly right. And and every time they dig, the evidence is that clear. Yeah. Um, when we were up in um, uh, Tel Dan, yep. up in up north, yep. Bookman he says, hey, you see, we went up into that temple of Baal. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going through a whole bunch of different things based on the history and archaeology and geography of Israel. So it's a super deep dive. And he says, see how this stone is splintered. It looks so different than everything else. Hmm. He said, that only happens through intense, intense heat. So someone burned this city. And he starts going through the archaeological evidence. And the time frame of that particular burning happened with Deborah and Barak. It hits it perfectly. Okay. In about a century before... Under with another burn layer, there are only three cities that uh, um, Joshua burned in the conquest. Oh wow! So oh, this is fun. No kidding. I'm going to take a little detour here. Wow. Um, Bookman was talking about early on. Archaeologists would complain that there's not a broad burn layer across all of Israel from the conquest. Right. And he stopped and he said, "Any Bible believing Christian would be appalled if there were." Oh. And he said, here's the reason. Because it only said three three of those places were burned? Well, yeah, yeah, only three burned. Yeah. And so there's not a burn layer everywhere else. Yeah, right. But exactly. he, Moses had already said, you will live in houses you haven't built. That's true. You'll occupy vineyards that you haven't planted. Right, that's right. And he said, literally what happened is there were these large open field battles that destroyed all of the warriors in places, and they literally could walk right into the cities and occupy them. Okay. There's only three, Jericho. Okay. I is how he calls yep. AI. I've yeah. always grown up saying it. AI. I have AI, yeah. yeah. And then Hotsor. Or yeah, so it was Hotsor, not Dan. Hotsor. Is, is it up there we're, in the north though? We're up in the north. Yeah. And so uh all of the evidence is there. And if you read the Bible accurately, the evidence is extremely clear. It just pops right out. That's really it cool. was great. Okay, so I just uh, since we're up in the yeah. tribe of that yeah, yeah. Dan area, it's it's north of uh, Sea of Galilee. Just so people have a little bit of visual, mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous. It's it's lush Truly. green, 
Um, it's way greener and more lush than I expected. I almost mean, it's jungle like. Yeah, yeah it's almost beautiful. jungle. Yeah, it really is. And whereas not too far south of there, it's not, you know, it's pretty arid. Right. But in there, it's really, really lush. But the, we went to a place, it was kind of a city. They think it's the oldest city they've ever, and remember, there's redstone, and they think, and there's steps coming up to it. And it's possible that yeah. Abraham entered into the land at that place. That's right. What was that called? Do you remember? That's at Dan. It's in Dan. And it's so the thought. old mud walls yes. that eventually were replaced by stone. But you're right. We went right there. Wouldn't that yeah. be cool, though? I mean, yeah. to think that, I don't, you know, I think it's one of those, if I remember, our our guide said, you know, we're not 100% sure, but this is it's it's possible that Abraham walked these steps yeah. and came into the, the yep. country from the north, from, you know, from the Fertile Crescent, came down and walked through that Time old, perfect. old, old city. Yeah. yeah. It's just like those kind of things, though, are just amazing. Yeah. And and not he wouldn't have gone too far and seen probably, you know, I don't know what. If that if that temple of Dan was there at that time, that's that's quite a bit earlier. But he he walked into a country that was certainly worshiping idols. That's and right. That's a, one of the high places. Yeah. Well, that's that's really cool how you're kind of connecting some of these places. I can see them because I've been there. Yeah. But it's uh it's fascinating. It's important for people to to be able to see it. Now I'm going to go back to something that I thought was cool. You know, I never realized that Nazareth was right on that. Basically, it's on one of the rims of the. Yeah. It's kind of kind of at the the base, if you will, of the 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 uh, Valley of Megiddo, right? Uh, Jezreel Valley. You're right. So Megiddo, you can clearly see Nazareth just across the valley. So so Jesus basically grew up looking out over the you know That's right. out over the the ridge down into the Jezreel Valley That's his right. whole life. I mean, he grew up looking over that valley, mm-hmm. and I think to think of that. Uh, that's the valley that, you know, we're talking the Valley of Armageddon, you know, where right. this final battle is going to take place and he's going to have this great conquest. I just think that those are cool kind of, yeah. I don't know, which ironies, amazing things. Now, one of the things our our guide gave us as well is like, okay, now this is the place where I, I think he talked about Alexander the Great and some of the other mm-hmm. They talked about some other wars that aren't necessarily biblical wars per right. se, but just yeah. um, that uh, some of the those epic kind of battles right. that happened at different places along that one of uh, the, valley. Yeah, one of the biggest battles of ancient uh, history was between the Egyptians and yes. the city of Megiddo. And okay. uh, this was prior to uh, or during the early part of biblical history. Okay. Um, but it's well attested in Egypt in a lot of the different uh, inscriptions there. Because wasn't that the the route, the route for the, you know, yeah. to get to to Asia? You had yeah. to come through, and so they were basically owning, trying to own that, yeah. that route from basically all the way from Egypt all the way up through the Fertile Crescent. They wanted to control it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. This is one of the glorious things um, that God did by choosing, of all the places on the in the world yeah. where God could have put his people, he put them in a place that was alongside two major trade routes and yep. yet was isolated and set up a kingdom of priests to be a testimony to all the nations, the oh, Bible tells that's us. That's good. And so what we have is on one side along the uh, the the Latins, the Romans called it the Via Maris, but that's the one that goes alongside the, the Mediterranean Sea, yep. the main route. Yep. Then you also have the King's Highway that stays on the opposite side of the Jordan River and, and goes along that side. So okay. everyone that wants to travel in the Fertile Crescent yep. from Mesopotamia to Egypt has to come one by of those two places. This yeah, this kingdom of priests. Yeah. And so when it comes to Megiddo, there are only three routes to go from the coastal plain 
into the Jezreel Valley, and the main route goes right by Megiddo. Oh, wow. And so you look at that. Uh, everywhere you turn, there's some reason behind why God did what he did, and it's abundantly clear when you're there. He just brings them right, yeah. right to the front doorstep. That's, that's fantastic. Okay, so you have one, one big yeah. takeaway. Which, what was it? I was in Jerusalem, second to the last night I was there. Okay. It's Wait, time out. Did you great. go down to, did you see Qumran and you got We did. We walked Getty. up into the, yes. You got all that. It was that, awesome. That's really, isn't that neat? The Dead Sea is just amazing. It was. Did you go float in the Dead Sea? I did that once before, and so I decided the next that. time I go dip myself in battery acid, I'm not going to do it again. It, <laughs> you know, I feel the same way. It's like, okay, I've done that, but you guys, you know, everybody else go on down there. It's cool. Someone who is listening, if it just, just take it from me. Uh, do not shave within like two days before you get in there because it will burn. Oh, I shaved my face. Really? Last time and my, I felt like I had yeah. dipped myself no, in it's, fire. That, that is intense. That, of yeah. course, I had to taste it, you know, taste the water. It, <laughs> it is terrible. It's <laughs> 10 times the saltiness of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, it is bad. It's terrible. Okay, so that you did that route. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Bethlehem, did you get Bethlehem? No, I, we didn't do that. We did go into the West Bank, but not Bethlehem. We went north with our archaeologists. I kid you not. And to to... It's now called Nablus, but way back when it was called Shechem. Okay. We even had Palestinian kids throwing rocks at us. I kid you not. Wow. At Tel Shechem. Wow. But you could see Mount Ebal on the one side and Gerizim on the other. Okay. We went up to the top of Mount Ebal where Joshua and the archaeology proves that it's in the right time frame where there is a massive stone altar that oh. is in only the design no kidding. that early... Uh, Israelites would have built them in. And so even non-believers call it an early Israelite cultic altar. Okay, of course, you. we understand it's not wow. cultic. But anyway, it is a, it is an extraordinary thing. But wow. we spent the last five days in uh, Jerusalem. Okay. And Bookman has designed this for years this way. We'll do an early morning thing and then an afternoon or an evening thing. Yeah. But in the middle, he'll give you the requirement to go visit different sites and write about them. And he wants you to go get lost oh. in the old city. Okay. You, it, it's not going to be bad, you yeah. know. You're going you're within four city walls, and yeah. he says, anytime you feel like you're lost, just start going uphill, and you'll find the Jaffa Gate, and we're right next to it. Okay. But other than that, it was extraordinary. We got down the second to the last night, though, and he walked us to a place, and I'll give you the diagrams of it. For years and years and years, the place known as the pavement by tradition, and the tradition only goes back to about the 800s, um, is, is, a, is a place that is inaccurate. First of all, the archaeology, it, when they dug out the grout, it comes from Hadrian's rebuilding of Jerusalem into Aelia Capitolina. Okay. So it's the wrong spot, and it's kind of in front of the uh, Antonia Fortress, but and it's kind of a place where the Via Dolorosa is based off of. Okay. On the other hand, in the 1970s, for years, they've known that there was a gate. They just called it the Lost Gate, that was uh, that went in and out from Herod's villa, okay. uh, from the palace there. Yeah. And in that palace, you have a place called the Praetorium. Well, okay. the Bible talks about that. And and there was a place where, um, when he was in town, where Pontius Pilate would have lived, okay. and where Herod would have come to stay. Okay. In this glorious complex. And there's a gate right there. So in the 1970s, Dr. Shimon Gibson was helping an older archaeologist dig there. And as they got down, he said, see that arrow slit? And he points up about four stories above you, three stories above you. He said, I used to set my lunch right up there. Oh, wow. 
And it, as they were... They, they dug it, a lot. Right. Yeah. The Israeli antiquity authorities asked them to look at it. So they're digging, 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 digging. They, they get all the way down to the bottom, and they find this rocky outcropping that was so big, there's no way to break it out and then just put wall there. So they just incorporate it into, into the walls. Okay. Secondly, there are steps carved into this rocky outcropping. And then he said, see this large area right here? It's kind of a patio, and there are big stone pavers still there. Hmm. As you, they dug further, there's this large, uh, almost ceremonial steps that lead up to it. And he said, let me read a verse to you. And he goes to a verse, and he says, Jesus was tried, hmm. and it says, at a place known as the pavement. Oh. And in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Okay. He said, in the original language wow. and in Aramaic, Gabbatha literally means a rocky outcropping. Oh, wow. And he said, let me, let me walk you through some of this. And we're putting all these pieces together carefully and deliberately like a master's class would do. Mm-hmm. And he said, I am certain hmm. that this is the place where Jesus was tried. Okay. And I'm telling you, I almost went nuts. Yeah. I mean, first of all... I had been, been, I had climbed up and I was standing on one of those steps and I thought somewhere within 10 square feet of where I am is where a bloodied and beaten Jesus wearing a red robe and with a crown of thorns was dying for me. Yeah. And life got very real. Wow. And, and, and you realize that what we're talking about is the Messiah, the son of God literally did this and Every evil thought and every evil deed I've ever yeah. done, he paid for right there right. And, and then on the cross. And you look at, at that and who you are as a Christian becomes extremely real. Mm. There's no way to fake it. Mm-hmm. Right there is where he would have stood wow. as he heard people shout, crucify him, crucify yeah, him. Right. And um, it makes you wonder, where was I? Yeah. Would I have been down there crying out or yeah. is my heart with him yeah. here? Right. It was very powerful. Wow, but man, it. thanks for sharing that. That is that is powerful. Yeah. That is I I want to I want to get on in a line and say I got to see this spot because I don't yeah. I don't think I've I've seen this one. So this is interesting. I have a very it's thick really book that we studied from, and I'll yeah. I'll show thanks you some of this. Well, Nathan, thank you. Thanks for sharing your your journey, fourteen days in Israel with uh, two two of the most spectacular type. Uh, guides you could possibly have. Absolutely. That's awesome. So yeah. thanks for sharing with us. Well, we better kind of land this plane. We're getting kind of close to our time frame here, but I uh, want to encourage you all in this new year. Um, we're going to continue to encourage you to be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.